everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 26. I am back in the uh, studio today with my buddy John Sheezer, who's been out of town for the better part of the last two months, and uh, so here we are. How you doing, John? I'm, do- I'm doing good. It feels good to be back. I've been in the, all over the Southwest um, and West Texas for a while, where it's been a very hot and dry, windy summer out there. Um, I bet, man. But no, it's, it's been good. It's been good to be back. What part of Texas were you in? Did you hit any of that shit? The, you uh, left before that, huh? I was, yeah, yeah. I've been back about two weeks. But okay. the Permian Basin, which is where West Texas, Odessa, Midland, all the Friday Night Lights stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Was, was filmed there. The the went by the stadium. I actually went one day. Drove some golf balls right across from the stadium. Ratliff uh, Stadium, I believe, is what it's called. Um, high school football in Texas is like fucking huge well this particular stadium is top five out of ten high school stadiums in in the the country country. in the number another top ten was in el paso only because it's stadium's a hundred and something years old it's got this grand greek looking columns like soldier field style where they all walk in on this big ramp and i guess some general gave a uh from his horse speech victory speech after world war one there in el paso um but yeah, high school football is huge. And yeah. a lot of really good players come out of Texas, and I'm sure that being in that kind of environment in high school helps them a ton when they come into college, because it's not that big of a jump for them as far as like being in front of a huge crowd and all that shit. All that, and then just the, the pressure. I mean, driving through the neighborhood around the stadium, there, you saw it. You know, like if your son was in the Army in Afghanistan, you might have like a sergeant so-and-so thing in your yard. Instead, it says Permian Panthers, like Tanner uh, Mightness, you know, number 38, strong safety, like huge, five by five foot, like right in the front yard, like he's serving for the community. (laughs) He lives here. We're proud. Was that the movie where he was like, I don't want your life? Was that that one? I'm, I'm, yeah, there's got to be tons of... Maybe that or it could have been the TV show. I mean, there's countless hours of Friday Night Lights, plus the original book, uh, which followed the 88 or 89 team. They actually were national champions, I think, in 89. Okay. Um, but Boogie Boogie Miles was the star running back, and uh, I mean, big enough that you can still find Boogie Miles replica <laughs> jerseys online. That's funny. Um, but no, it's, it's oil country, and just... Just hotter than Satan's ass right now. Just incredibly hot and windy. Dust storms. Like you open up a door and there's dust everywhere within yeah. a couple minutes. Um, so, the, you know, the screen door thing doesn't really work down there too well. Yeah. Uh, and just I, the shocking amount of oil rigs. Like if you just, listeners, go Google Midland, Odessa, Texas. Pull in on Google Maps. And you'll start seeing all these little dots everywhere. You'll see thousands of them. Well, each one is an oil rig. And until you like zoom in, you're like, wow, there's 150 within like this four mile by four mile thing. And they all look the same. They have the same little driveway that goes up to them. But I mean, I guess it's just a sea of oil in West Texas. And for at least another 10 or 20 years, we're all going to need gas. So at least there's, it seems like there's plenty of it right. to go around out <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, this, uh, but how have you been? I mean, I, from what, the website tells me very busy traveling around Midwest. I mean, yeah, I was really Denver, busy. Denver, Omaha, Scottsdale, I know Des Moines. Yeah, um, I don't even remember the last time we talked, but uh, I guess I had just come back from vacation, I think. 
So I had already done quite a few of that stuff. It's funny, I don't even remember where I was this summer. I know I was gone the whole time. Uh, the last week I did was in uh, Scottsdale, which was last week, and all the weeks this, this summer were, were really good, and most of the shows I was happy with, um, and then the very last two of the, of this little, of my summer, um, this you know, is like mid, some, mid-August you're talking here. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that's the 16th through the 18th at Scottsdale. Yeah, 17th through the 19th at so, Scottsdale, yeah. Um, and the first show Thursday was great, both shows Friday were great. And I had like kind of this, not cocky attitude, but I was like really looking forward to having some fun, you know, because these were just fun crowds. Arizona, yeah. Arizona is one of my favorite places in the country to do stand-up. It just seems like they're just, most of the time, they're really in it. It's a free-swinging, concealed state, I believe. You know, if you want a gun, go ahead, grab yourself one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of old Marty Robbins gun ballard, guns, gunslinger ballards took place in Arizona. So, I mean, it's got a history of a wild, wild reputation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Saturday, I was really looking forward to these shows. And uh, <clears throat> it was going well. And, about, and there was this lady up front who was being a little disruptive, but I was just kind of ignoring her because the crowd was good. And, and then, uh, I don't remember. Actually, after I, I listened to it, I've got it on. Dis- disruptive in what way? Just talking to to people like drunk, a combination of three or four things that's putting it over the top. Uh, everything. She was with this guy, and uh, she kept making comments under her breath, not not even under her breath, just talking after every after everything. And I kind of like, you know, told her like, hey, you know, you're not gonna do that the whole show, are you? That kind of shit, you know. And it was real lighthearted at first, and then. Uh, and then she kept talking and she messed up a joke. So I took it took a little bit of time to speak to her and I was like, listen, um, you know, I, I tried to explain it to her nicely how she needed to, you know. So then this was kind of my mistake in retrospect. I go, I go, so from now until I'm done, I really need you to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's, but at this point you're, what, 20 minutes in? Yeah. The crowd's on your side, you yeah. know, they... they it's clear that she's ruining a good, what would be a great show, yeah. if she wasn't there. Well, it wasn't completely clear because she was right in the front, and people can't always tell like how just how annoying it is, you know. And and doing this with someone chirping in your ear, it was just, you know. And I explained it to her, and then and then my mistake though in retrospect was saying, so I need you to shut, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. And it got a good laugh, and. Most of the time, that's it. You're good. You just keep going and you're fine and they get it and they'll shut up. Well, she took that as a challenge. Like, oh, really? You want me to shut up? I'll show you how much I can fucking talk. And then she just proceeded to try to ruin every joke. And then she ruined one of my favorite jokes and I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. I stopped was, the was show. Was the security kind of chiming in? They gave her the tap on the shoulder? No, it was kind of, it was the kind of room where there's not a lot of security until you say something. Okay. And, uh, which at that point is already about 10 minutes too late, really from when security yeah, probably should it, have. It had gotten to the point where I was like, I was not, I wasn't, I wasn't cool about it. Like I couldn't even hide it anymore. I was like, listen, bitch, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't call her a bitch right away, but then her boyfriend chimed in. I explained it to him again. Listen, listen, I know I sh- maybe I shouldn't have said that, but you, you can't, you, people paid their paid harder money. They worked hard all week. They don't want to try that route, you know? And she just kept fucking talking and ruining it. And then I kind of lost my shit on them. 
And it was because her boyfriend kept saying, just feed off it, man. Just feed off it. Just feed off it. He kept saying that like a fucking broken record. Feed off it. Feed off it. I was like, first of all, I don't know what you mean. Feed off it. I'm feeding off of, what I'm feeding off of is the urge to kick your ass right now. That's yeah. what I'm trying to fight off right now is how bad I want to fucking kick your ass. And I like kind of said that, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's just to that and then, point. And then it's like, uh, you know, and then I realized I'm, I'm only halfway through this set, like, and it started getting ugly. I was like, <laughs> because then he kept saying, just feed off it. And then he kept saying, and, and I was, I was like, dude, please just. From here on out, just stop talking. And he kept saying, feed off it. And then he started saying, I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. And I go, dude. And at this point, you know, people in the crowd are like, just breathe. Because these people are so stupid and annoying that I just couldn't even. They were all cool had gone out the window. I was just like, fuck, I want to. Is this this Scottsdale? Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, I don't even care about this show anymore. I just want to kick your ass. Like, give me a reason. Give me a fucking reason to just kick your ass in front of all these people. Like, come up on stage. or I was just to that point. And, uh, and he kept saying that. And I was like, dude, I need you to just stop saying that. Like, you're not helping. And at one point, I was like, listen, man. Let's just forget, about, let's forget all this. Let's just, you know. And finally, he was like, dude, you just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't get paid to babysit this bitch, I came, you know, I've got, I'm getting paid to entertain these people, not to babysit your girlfriend. And they finally got kicked out, and I explained to the crowd, I was like, listen, I know that was awkward for everyone, uh, let's just go back to, you know, <laughs> and I was like, are we cool now? And the crowd's like, yeah, you know, they were all into it, and, and we went right back into where I was, and it was like nothing ever happened. And then there's this lady that I'd been messing with good-naturedly throughout the show, uh, um, and she go. I told told the crowd that I was going to be a teacher at one point. And then I go into this bit, and she starts. Uh, she goes. This lady off to the left goes. Goes. Tim, Tim, excuse me, Tim. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, what do you want? And she was like, I'm a teacher too. And I'll go. Well, then you should know not to fucking interrupt. And that got a big laugh. But then, I was just every time I thought, okay. We're back to where how we're supposed Calm to waters. be. Yeah. be someone else. And I was like, I feel like I'm being fucked with. Like, oh, like you've all worst. met outside. At that like, point, you've been in your head so long. You're like, this yeah. is they're, they're messing with me. This is some sort of initiation here. Yeah. So then I get through it, and the show's ends fine, and all the people walking out are like, you know, wow, that was you did a great job dealing with that lady. And I was like, well, it didn't feel that great, and. Uh, you know, and then they finally left, and uh, then the second show I came in, and I was like, this one's going to be better. It can't be like that. Slash show Saturday, it's going to be fine. Well, I'll be goddamned if on the in the front row, just on the opposite side, there weren't three people just as fucking dumb as these two people, talking the whole time, throwing in there, and I was just like, God, what is happening to America? How come people are getting so dumb? In every state I go to, what's, John, what's the age group of the of these? Are they the same age group? Both parties involved, or are they just? Yeah, roughly early twenties, mid twenties. Okay, okay. You know, and I hate to just throw an entire generation under the bus, but goddamn, you know, shut the fuck it's up. It's not. It's not Twitter. Okay, that's that's the thing here. It's when you're in public, you know, on Twitter you subscribe, you choose to follow, if you will, someone, and and at that point absorb their opinions but if you're out in public 
It's not Twitter. Like, I don't want to hear your opinion on everything unless we're talking face-to-face. Dude, I, I just can't even... Every time I think about it, even even telling you the story, like, I can feel my heart beating weird and, like... Because I felt like I was going to go to a fight in front of 200 people and anyone listening who's Because you have regrets podcast, about not kicking that guy's ass. That's really all it boils down to. <laughs> well, I, I swear... Mean, I, it's that simple. I, you, like, I should have at least punched that motherfucker. You know, it's, it's probably my own... Uh, I don't know. I've said this on a few podcasts that I felt like kicking someone's ass. So I probably sound like I'm like violent or something, and I'm not. I just get so frustrated with people that, <laughs> you know. And very rarely, it's just that it's it's just funny how, you know, we focus on, you know, we've talked about this a million times, but you focus on the negative, just like that shit that happened in Charlottesville. You know, we we all want to act like that was a microcosm of what's happening in this country. And it's like, no, those are still just a few idiots, you know, in my opinion. You know, that's not a that's not a representation of how most of the people in this country feel. No, I don't... I mean, I'm going to compare it to ISIS. They're both terrorist groups, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. And uh, persecuting, you know, people for, you know, religion and where they're from and all that. Very similar things. But it ISIS in the way of... Is that, like, that was you know, what, 30, 40,000 people in the middle of the desert. Yes, doing some horrible things, but the media blew that up to to then it was a farther reach for people to be like, oh, what's, what is this ISIS thing? And then start looking into it. Yeah. And so I think, like, the more exposure you get, and we all know teenagers, and some of you might be teenagers that are listening, you're dumb as shit. I mean, you might be smart, book smart or whatever, but anything can influence these blood. It's music or whatever. You know, well, and, and the point being, though, it's like all the media coverage, it's that's not all of America. That's still just a small fraction. Not of, only that, but you talk about some professional shit starters. I mean, they, they had a thing. Yeah. They had a thing on HBO about all of this and they had put a soundtrack to these guys, you know, the white nationalists or whatever. They put a soundtrack to it and like put extra smoke behind them. And like, I'm like, isn't it fucked up enough? Why do you got to? feed the fire like that and why do you got to make it you know and and the whole thing like i don't know how many people i unfollowed after this whole thing because just the ignorance rather than responding to all of it i was just like unfollow 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 i'm done every time someone would pop up something stupid i'm like you know what life's too short unfollow because there's just so much ignorance going around you can't fight it all and the more you read about shit on facebook especially you're like god damn people don't even know what the Civil War was about. They just don't. You know how many people in this country think that the Civil War was fought strictly about slavery? Like it was only about the North being good and pious and the South being evil and that was the whole thing. North is good and South is bad. They want slavery. We don't. So we're going to fight about it. Probably a lot because it's just based on a Hollywood type education. Yeah, that's, just, that's and... just not the case. You know, do you really think... People cared so much about slavery in 1865 that 630,000 people died over it. I mean, I, I wish that I could tell you that that's the case, but that's not how what it was about. It was a fucking business decision. Like every other evil thing in this country, it all boiled down to fucking money. It, it was, was tearing it was the that, country apart. Exactly. It's just the sacrifice of what it was going to take to make sure that everyone stayed together and that there weren't two and, Americans. And I feel like the, the, the mistake in... In, in teaching history that way or when people don't know ap- actually why that started is that it just telling history in a way that that didn't happen it just further 
it's just going to keep making racism a thing. You know what I mean? Like, we just keep reinventing it. Like, I'm not explaining this very well, but, like, when you teach kids that, like, southern whites were evil and northern whites were this, then, then they think, then they grow up thinking, oh, if you're from the south, you're probably racist. And that just perpetuates more wrong shit, you know? Like, all white people in the south weren't evil, all white people in the north weren't <laughs> saints, you know, it just, it's just this whole... Well, take, okay, like... It, this misinformation drives me crazy. Well, like in uh, West Texas, okay, all these people that are working for these oil companies, it's great. I mean, the most diverse workforce. I mean, there was guys from Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, there was a white dude from Zimbabwe, a bunch of, you know, guys from Houston, a bunch of people from Colorado and Sticks, a bunch of country guys, people from everywhere. And yeah. just, but they all work side by side getting along and, you know, just laughing, interacting, because it was, uh, and you would see it, every, you know, I'm sure not everyone loved each other or whatever, but you would get there and you'd be like, all right, this is like the blue collar America, people from everywhere, Immig like guys from like the Middle East working there that were from, originally from like Morocco, or I guess it's Africa, but, um, but, you know, Working. And who? I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? The uh, this is in West Texas, like okay. in the in the oil fields out there. These are these are guys working out on the rigs or like the engineers, you know, monitoring the wells and stuff okay. like that. But an incredible. Oh, and not to mention the Hispanics. Like you know, that's probably 50 percent like bilingual Spanish speaking, um, which that which meant most of the white people and you know a lot of the black guys that were working at, like at some degree were bilingual. Because with Spanish, just because they're around yeah. Spanish so much, and it like you know could save their life or something. And that's in Texas, which is you know right supposedly exactly. one of the rate most racist places you know in yeah. the country and all that as far as what people know or think you know. Um, right, exactly, and it's surprising you go down there and you're like, oh, everyone's getting along and like laughing. Yeah. It's and like, like you hear, you hear how side. racist Arkansas is, and then you go down there and you see more interracial couples than you can shake a stick at, and you're like, oh, well, maybe it's not like everyone fucking thinks. You know, everyone just has these, um, you know, and Trump, goddamn, he, he, he just says, he says fuck, nothing, he's he says so the worst stupid. thing, which is nothing. It's like, dude, you were the worst speaker ever. If you weren't so, if you could speak at all, you could have... <laughs> You could have made Squashed this thing it. not such a big deal. You could yeah. have helped so much. But you, and, and, and even if he could, even just say, even hire a fucking speechwriter and be like, this is what I want, this is the point I want to get across. I want to get across that extremists on either side is bad and people shouldn't come and protest and then other people shouldn't come. And I don't understand people who protest people who, um, like, protesting the KKK. Not that I don't think that that should be eradicated and shouldn't be a thing, but... No one has ever, I, I doubt any racist has ever gone to a fucking rally and some other people came and protested them and they're like, you know what, they're right. I mean, you just can't fix ignorance. All you can really do, um, I, I just wish it wouldn't have gotten so much attention. I just wish it wasn't such a, it's such a polarizing thing because you see all this crap on social media, you can see how people think and just the arguments. And it's like, man, if, there, if somebody is trying to start a race war, they're succeeding. They're doing it. Because people are arguing all the time. And it's mostly white people arguing with each other about how great they are and how if you did this. That's why right. this is key with Facebook. For every political thing you post, mix it up. A couple baby pictures, some random comedy video, <laughs> an opinion about the weather. 
then another political thing. It can't be po- political, 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 because it gets old, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Unfriend, unfollow, I love you a little bit. I mean, we were pretty cool back in middle school, but I haven't really seen you in the better part of two decades. So yeah. your, your opinion is kind of ruining my day every day whenever I see it. So Yeah, bye. so just all this, I don't know, it's just sad that that it's a thing and it's a sad that it's sad that the media eats it up so bad you know i I get so it's money it's ratings it's i know it's it's advertising dollars that's all it's it all goes back like if the media gives a fuck about black people why don't you shine a light on uh on what's happening in chicago and, and put some pressure on the government to step in and like maybe fix that situation if they can you know um i mean Elvis wrote in the ghetto in what seventy one. I mean, that's almost fifty years ago. <laughs> in the ghetto, in a cold and lonely. Dude, if the media I mean, wants to help, shine a light on how on the education system and the prison system. That is that is that that's where black people are getting fucked the most. You know, um, and absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just uh, incarceration for bullshit charges a lot yeah. of times, or and as we come to find out, like getting evidence planted as these videos in Baltimore that show yeah. it's just horrible cops wearing cop cams planting evidence. Yeah, just like, turn it off for a second yeah. and plant some shit and uh, yeah, that's... It just forgot to do that though. You know, if the media cares about changing things, why don't we shine a light on those things and try to and try to fix them? I mean, that's that's where that's where the cycle needs to be, be broken as far as like... Um, and you have to be careful about when you're a white guy even saying that because people are like, oh, it's all black people. I'm not saying it's black people's fault. I'm saying that the system is set up to fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps happening. And no one lines up. No one talks about that. They just want to be like, oh, it's all it's all this or it's all that. or. And that's know. like, you know, let's go back to Kansas City. Let's say if you're um, in a primarily black neighborhood, let's say around Troost, you know, 54th, 40th, you know, you go around, it's like high interest loan. Check cashing places, you know, uh, you know, bad deals on, you know, used cars, high interest loans on those, you know, that it's like constantly. Furious said it the best in, uh, in that movie, fucking, uh, Boys in the Hood or whatever it was when he was talking about, you know, like, like go to, go to urban communities and every, every, on every black neighborhood corner, you'll find a liquor store and a fucking, and gun shops and shit like that. It's like, they want, Hot you, shop, they, yeah. yeah, they want this shit to stay the way it is. They want, you know the separation, and it's just it, it only it only further divides us. All this kind of crap, and and the media, I feel like they know they just don't give a shit, you know. And if you watch CNN, you're like, man, I thought journalism 101 was to report the news, and all you see are their opinions constantly, and it's just so fucking annoying. You know, it's like, that's not your job. I, I've gone to BBC and then the RT, which is like the Russian, you know, just, I watch that too now, mix that in just because really? it's even less, because it, it is just more factual. Yeah. And if it's opinions, at least it's from like a complete opposite side of the world, which might be something you haven't heard yet because MSNBC or CNN or Fox hasn't mentioned it. And you're like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Of course they wouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah. You know. Because um, it doesn't get any ratings. Right, you know. or it looks bad on them, you know, and it, all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know, like McDonald's is advertising 10 times as much or something, you know, some weird thing like that that yeah. they're benefiting from. We're just running garbage over and over again. Yeah, well, <laughs> Justin told me, he goes, dude, whenever you guys talk about race, you need to have me on, because otherwise you just sound like two white guys. 
talking about race. I'm like, well, that's what we are, goddammit. Yeah. And look, it's it, uh, on a bigger scale, Just it always goes back to just a good education system. What, and, you know, whether that's more teachers per student ratio, but that's a 20-year commitment, you know, from the, the age that kids start all the way through, you know, high school and then into college. Um, but, you know, that's, that's always from a long-term perspective, like the, yeah. the best fix. Yeah. Let's stop paying so much attention to extremist groups, you know, unless they're, unless they're actually hurting someone. Um, because I just don't care to, to try to convince them. You, you, you learn not to be racist on your own. You know, I mean, I've known people in my life that were in my family that were racist when I was a kid and now they are not that way at all. People can change and they do. And, and, and it is possible, you know, and I think the best way is just to be, try to be good to everybody who's good to you. And, uh, you know, that's, that's about all you can yeah, really. Some golden rule stuff yeah, right there. It's, yeah. I mean, it really is simple as that. And, and we're not, look, with, with the hate groups and everything, those do need to go away, but you've got to also realize that over the couple hundred million people, there's going to be a few dumbasses that no matter what are going to be a part of those groups. Yeah. So like spotlighting them, doesn't necessarily make them go away. If anything, it's, you know, the, any press is, any publicity is good publicity, especially for a shitty group like that. Yeah. So I, I figure, you know, like, stop focusing so much on them because that will always exist at some degree, whether it's 10 fat guys in, in a shed somewhere in the backwoods of Kentucky yeah. or whatever. But they'll have a website, you know, it'll happen. And, and I don't buy that, I don't buy this shit that, you know, Trump is the reason that all these races are now coming to the forefront because they feel like it's okay and all that shit. I don't, I don't know if I buy that or not. I think if you were, if you were that fucking ignorant, you were that way before, before anyone got into the White House. You know? I, I mean, I haven't bookmarked the Klan's hate speech tour from this past <laughs> fall, but something tells me that they were probably in another city before Charlottesville the week before that, and another city the week before that doing the exact same thing. It just so happens that. Extra media showed up, a bunch of college kids. Dude, and I bet some of it's orchestrated. I'm sure there's a lot of There's people. always that video, like, here's the guy instigating the riots, and now he's a cop all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they showed those Antifa people. I saw some videos of those people. Like, there was one guy who wasn't even a white nationalist. He was just happened to be, like, in the area, and they, like, beat him almost to death. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm not... I'm not defending any hate group at all. And this is what Fuckhead should have said. He should have been like, those people are evil. But you don't, that's like Martin Luther King said, you don't fight darkness with darkness. You know, only light can drive out dark. Darkness can't do that, you know. And so, I don't know, I'm getting... I, look, there was a great picture of the, of the black cop who was standing there doing his job, protecting like all these assholes behind him. They were in this... Like, if, if no one gets killed, that dumbass from Kentucky or Ohio, you know, that plowed his car into that group, that was awful. But saying that none of that violent stuff happens, and that just that picture alone, like, I think I felt was, was powerful enough. Which picture? It was a picture of a cop standing there. With the little kid? No, no, no. He was by himself. He was kind of looking down, but right behind him was, like, all the, all the white nationalist assholes, like, with their flags and guns and everything. And he's essentially holding the line between the protesters yeah. and those people, like... But as a black male who was probably in his early 30s, like, protecting, you know, it's like, there's nothing more symbolic than America than, you know, free speech and that guy doing his job to protect that, even yeah. though it was douchebag guys behind him. 
but that picture alone, you know, is very powerful and, and, and it's still out there today. If you haven't seen it, just Google it. Um, and so it's like, there are some benefits of the media, you know, in, in the sense of powerful pictures and yeah. videos and some yeah. speech like that. But, uh, yeah, I guess, but the main, but they're just these days. It, you can't, you can't believe anything, and I'm so tired of people sharing fake stories on Facebook and then people arguing about them. I'm like, you guys are missing the point. This shit, this isn't even a real thing. This article is not real. You know, some of these websites, it'll be like about crowdpleasers.com. It's like, does anyone? I've clicked on some of these websites, and it's like not even. Yeah, it's, it's just one big thing. ad for a big Viagra yeah, or whatever or whatever companies. Yeah, it's just some bullshit they made up to sell whatever. It's so fucking evil. Anyway, and they'll go far too. They'll they'll make these sites look like they're like really from Miami and put like local sports and links to local stuff. But yeah. it's it's all just a fake website the entire time. Anyway, um, anytime you see goat impregnates like three women in, in <laughs> Iowa, that's that's a fake story. Even if even if you hate that city. Because it happened in Ames, and you hate Ames. It's it's not true. That's funny. <laughs> it's not true. All right. Let's so talk about something I else. Go People with, probably I, aren't even listening anymore anyway. Cause whatever. Like, They're still stuck in traffic. <laughs> you know you are. You haven't changed it yet. Let's plug some stuff. You got but uh, what what shows you got coming up? Anything? Um, I don't leave town again until September thirteenth. I'm doing a lot of stuff in and around town. Until then, I just was at the Colony Magic Club. It was great. Very um, nice. Very nice. But I don't go out of town again. I go to Oklahoma City on September thirteenth. And uh, so I don't go anywhere until then. And then at the end of the month, I go back to the Blue Room. Um, but anyway, let's... Uh, let's yeah, are you doing a reggae festival thing? I am, well, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that October 6th in Springfield, Missouri. I'm doing uh, the reggae festival. Josh Heinrichs is headlining it, and uh, he's my buddy now. And uh, there's some other great bands, and there's Skill Ninjas, and I'm thinking, I'm, no, I'm fucking up their name. Well, I, I will actually be in, at the Blue Room that night with Davey Wester. Oh, really? On that Friday, okay. the 6th. And then the next night, we're going to be in Topeka at Louis Lounge on the 7th. But okay. Then, but then we're both going back the following weekend and uh, co-headlining. All right. And then uh, I think Tim Northern's headlining that Friday. You know, I think I'm going to try to film a special and try to sell it to Netflix on September. I'm doing it September 23rd and 24th or 22nd, 23rd, something like that. Um, I think I want to at least film it there. I really like the room. It's kind of, you've been in there? It's kind yeah. of narrow no, and wide. I haven't been it since they switched the uh, stage over to the side of the room before it was up on the side. Yeah. Like, it's kind which of, was fine too, but I figure it's better, a little bit tighter now. Yeah. It's kind of similar to, uh, the old Stanford. Yeah. Westport. The old Westport. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah and, similar uh, size stage, or even smaller actually. Uh, it's about the same. Okay. I, I had some really good shows there and, and it was the kind of room that, that I would like to have a Netflix special on. I don't really want a theater type info. Uh, you know, I would like a small, intimate, packed. Pack in 150, 170. Yeah, I think it might not even seat that many. Yeah, but it's you know, pack it, them no, in I, right I like the room. It's got the low ceiling, which is always nice. It gets dark in there real quick past the lights, yeah. which is good. You're not staring at 150 faces. Which know. the first time I filmed that special, there was tons of lights, you know, so the for the cameras. So it was like. The room was almost completely bright. It was almost like doing a spot at the Hollywood Laugh Factory where you can see the first five rows or whatever. Um, and that was a little bit weird. I had to like look over their heads or not look and not focus on anyone who wasn't laughing because you could really see. Yeah, you're looking at the sides everyone. of booths and yeah. like posters on the back wall and just yeah. weird stuff like that. Anything but like the lady in the fifth row <laughs> with the weird 
haircut. Yeah, especially if she's not laughing. But <laughs> um, no, I like that room too. I'm going to try to record my album and hopefully Davies as well. Audio while that weekend that we're co-headlining. Just yeah, bring a guy down, just record all three, four of the shows. And yeah, yeah, you should and and download that just press record thing on your phone. Even it sounds amazing. It's a five dollar. Just $5. press record. Absolutely. Yeah, five bucks for like a, a microphone that you basically uh, upload to your computer and uh, it sounds great but uh, I wanted to talk about the world championships a little bit well where okay world championships of what and where were they at uh, wrestling and uh, the only world championships I really give a shit about and uh, and they were in Paris this last weekend and uh, they were awesome team USA won uh, the world championships as a team it's the first time since 1995 that they've done that they had six medalists out of eight. Six medalists out of eight weight classes, uh, two gold, two silver, two bronze. Um, who was the second place? Like, who's got the second best? I mean, is it Iran? Like, didn't they? Uh, Russia. Russia? Okay. Russia. Iran didn't do that well as, as a team. Um, I just always, there's always some giant from Iran who's kicking ass. Yeah, well, they had a, they had, they have a world and Olympic champion um, at 86 kilos. Um, he's awesome. But they're, as a team, they weren't that good, but they've, They've beaten us in the World Cup for the last like five years, um, so they're they're usually really good, but they didn't bring very good team to uh, the World so they're, Championships. They're real nukes on the wrestling match. I ran. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they love freaking wrestling, man. I mean, they love it. <laughs> it it's it's actually it, it, they they've got this thing. Uh, they blow their horns and the, they do these little chants, um, and they get stuck in your head. Their best guy is a guy named Yazdani. And they've got this chant. They go, Yazdani, 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 and you can't help it, dude. <laughs> yeah, By the damn. end of that, you're like, <laughs> on the way home, you're like, Yazdani, Yazdani, Yazdani. It's like a good video game loop. <laughs> like when you get to the to the bad guy at the end of the level. You're like, God damn it, I can't be doing the Iranian chant <laughs> all the way home. But it, you can't even help it. And Your some Uber of their guys like, Where did you learn that song? Yeah, and their their uh, their wrestlers seem really like likable people they just seem like nice dudes they're always like hugging their opponents when they're done and uh respectable yeah yeah classy yeah athletes they'll shake hands during the match if one gets poked in the eye that's kind of international wrestling anyway these guys are so good dude they're like it's like watching remember that movie blood sport it's like watching that except with wrestlers because these guys are all just fucking professional ninja killers i mean they're badasses now in Russia and Iran, are you talking like these wrestling programs where they pluck them out of the schools at, a, at an early age and they're training and always? Well, in those countries, if you're a world or Olympic champion in wrestling, you're a rock star. If you won the Olympics in 1972 and you're from America and you go over there, they'll they'll mob you like you're royalty. I mean, that's how much they love wrestling. Somebody from America in 1972, they still know who the fuck that is and treat him like like a, like royalty, you know? Because to them, they're like. He reached the pinnacle of our sport. He's, you know, deserves our respect. And uh, they're so they're great at wrestling. They also, you seen that that documentary Icarus or Icarius or whatever? Have you say it? I don't think no. It's no. all about doping and steroids. And Russia is so dirty. I mean, they are so fucking dirty, man. Well, they had that thing where they were switching the samples at the lab um, for the Olympics. Yeah, watch that documentary, Icarus, or Icar I'm not saying it right. I think it's Icarus on uh, Icarus. That's, that's what I say. Is it? Damn it, Icarus. Icarus. Okay. Um, and they talk about that, and that's why that's part of the reason Russia's been so dominant in wrestling is because they 
have gotten away with cheating for so long. But we won the Junior World Championships here. We won the Senior World Championships. And we're only going to get better. So USA is going to be kicking ass for a long time. Well, okay. And as a wrestling fan, it's so cool to watch. And I sat there, and it was on Friday and Saturday. And you can only watch it live uh, from 1 a.m. to like 6 a.m. And I did it both nights and uh, just sat there by myself in front of my laptop. And every every time you start to get tired, some other some other American would come up. And then they'd be like, oh, there's that Russian's coming up. And you'd, you'd want to go watch him. And, uh, and then the final match of the tournament was uh, Jordan Burroughs won his fifth uh, World and Olympic Championship. Uh, he didn't place at the Olympics. So coming back and winning the Worlds again was a big deal for him. A lot of people thought his career was winding down. But he sure doesn't look like it is. Um, and how old is he? Maybe late 20s? Yeah, he's 20. I think he just turned 29. So he'll be like 31, 32 when the, uh, when the Olympics come back around. And he's got some really tough people that are going to be trying to knock him out, out of that position from America. And they'll be hitting their prime right around the time he's starting to, you know, probably really, fade a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether he can make his third Olympic team or any of that, that's still a few years off. But it was so fun to watch. He won his fifth. Uh, Thomas Gilman, it was his first time. He got a silver. Uh, their heavyweight got a bronze. Um, one of the guys who didn't place was our was a defending world champion, Logan Steber, which tells you how fucking tough the world championships are. Um, four-time NCAA champion, one of the only four guys to have done that. He didn't place at the Olympics. Zane Rutherford is one of the best guys. He, he's, he was won the Heisman this year of, of college wrestling, which is called the Hodge Trophy. He didn't place. Um... And the other six guys, two like I said, two silver, two bronze, two gold. And the very final match was a guy named Kyle Snyder. And he was going for his third at third world championship in a row. He's only 21 years old. Um, so he won his first one at 19. I mean, the Where's kid, this guy from, Oklahoma He's somewhere? from Maryland. Maryland. Okay. He went undefeated his first three years of high school. And then he just went to the Olympic Training Center his senior year of high school. Because it was like, you know. What do you want to prove you can win another undefeated state championship? That's you know, yeah, wasting your talents. Exactly. So they he sent him to the Olympic Training Center and uh, where he proceeded to just dominate in the world. Well, it it took a minute, but uh, it didn't take very damn long. It was a hot minute because yeah, he's he's won his third straight. But to win this one, there's a guy. Okay, Mike Snyder or Kyle Snyder, excuse me, is at uh, 96 kilos, and this guy named. Abdul Rashid Sajulayev was at, from Russia was at 86 kilos and he is like considered or he was considered pound for pound probably the best wrestler in, in the world at any weight class well he moved up to Snyder's weight class so it set up this thing where you've got the guys who have won the last three in one weight class and the last two in the other weight class and now they're going to wrestle for the world championship I mean people thought you know Mayweather McGregor I was like you fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> you want to watch something. This is real shit, and it's actually going to happen. And so they both made it to the finals, and they had this epic showdown. And the winner not only won the world title for him, but he won the world title for the country. So after Snyder won, we were world champions for the first time since '95, which coincidentally is the year he was born. Um, and if he stays healthy, man, that kid could win nine, ten, twelve world championships. He has the potential to be the best ever. At any style, any weight class, any, you know. And that's good for any sport as far as longevity, yeah. having a face of, of the actual sport, yeah. something that people can look up to as they're, you know, 12, yeah. 11. Yeah, so know. people don't get as fired up about it as I do, but, man, I love it. And uh, it was so fucking cool to watch him win that world championship. 
Now, could you have ever, could you have wrestled with any of these guys? Like, I mean, I mean, for 20 seconds, like, like at the, at my, at my peak of my abilities. Yeah. Like how long would you have, I mean, uh, no, I could not, I couldn't score on these guys literally to save my life. <laughs> not even as an 18 year old, 19 year old. Oh, fuck no. It's, it's such a different level. Um, you know, and people, the average person just doesn't really realize that, like, I remember after I won state my senior year of high school, I had a cousin who said, I bet you, you should try out for the Olympics. I bet you could make it. And I was like, dude, you don't have any idea yeah. how stupid that statement was. And, you know, I mean, God bless him. Great intentions, that. yes. Yeah. But, you know. and, and at that same dinner, there was a friend of mine, or a guy that my cousin knew or something, he was talking about this wrestler he knew from Kansas. And he was like, oh, he was a 14. He would have easily made the Olympic team. And I was like, stop right there, motherfucker. Nobody easily makes the Olympic team. Kyle Snyder easily made it this last year, or made the world team. But he easily probably trains 120 hours a week. Well, and he's pack. and he's the absolute best there is. Um, and he was already sitting in the finals. So, But even then, I mean, to, to make the team, he had to beat um, an, an NCAA champion and a guy who had beaten him in the past. And... Uh, and he worked in both shit, both matches, but um, what was the uh, what was the best match? The finals, Kyle Snyder versus uh, Jordan Burroughs finals match was really good too, but with everything on the line and uh, you know the world championship individually and as a team and all that, I, I encourage anyone to go to track wrestling and check it out. It was really it was really cool to watch and give you goosebumps. It's actually on my Facebook page. Um, I shared the video of that particular match. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna watch uh, a combat sport that uh, I don't know, I didn't see that Mayweather fight, but I heard it was kind of bullshit, and a lot of people were like, I can't believe he lasted that long, and I'm like, well, that's that's what Mayweather does, you know? Yeah, I heard it from. I, well, the best part about that was watching Teddy Atlas just lose his shit constantly. Like, did, did you see the fight? Uh, I didn't. I did not watch it. Okay. I saw a bunch of the high or the. The replays and stuff like that. What but was he saying? Just every time he would just be like, "Hey, just this is—he's not a boxer. You gotta understand, like that's a sparring partner. You know, that's the guy's in there just to take punches. It doesn't matter that he's on the on the on the on the. It's look, his technique's okay. Like if you said, "Hey, here's a Golden Gloves boxer," I'd be like, "Okay, that guy's a Golden Gloves boxer. That's great." But like, he. He ain't a world champion. You guys gotta understand, like Mayweather. That's his style. He says he's not trying to knock you out in the fourth round. He's like, Chase, everybody, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly, constantly, just like, yeah, ain't that great. Okay. Somebody said it this morning on Facebook. They were like, you don't understand. That's what Mayweather does. He drag, he dra- drags you into deep water and then he drowns your ass. You know, and and uh, that was that sounded that the way he's the way that was posted made a lot of sense to me. I'm like, yeah. You know, that's kind of his thing. First few rounds will fill you out. And, let's face it, he wasn't going to drop him right away because then everyone would be like, ah, this was bullshit. You know, he had to let him hang around and there's punch certain, himself there's out. There's a certain level of risk, reward. So, like, if you go for haymakers and you leave yourself vulnerable to, yeah. like, he's not gonna, game-ending blows, then he's like, nah, I'm not going to take that chance. I'm and just... I heard people saying that he was going to fa- he was going to throw the fight and then he was going to make $4 billion on bets and all that. And, and I was talking to Richard from the Comedy Magic Club, and he was like, "Yeah, but you do some shit like that, then I mean, you're gonna go to you're gonna go to prison if they catch you. You know, you can't screw people out yeah, of that kind of money. Yeah, you're it's not, not worth jail yeah. for it. Like you you're know? already making a ton. He's already a billionaire. You know, 
even if, and, and he will come back for the 51st fight or whatever. He's like, I'm done after this. And that's what every great boxer has said three or four times in their career. I, I, I bet you money he is done. He's 40, man. And he's a billionaire. And he's 50 and 0. What the fuck's the point of coming back? I mean, there's nobody out there that... Another 200 million? 300 million? Eh, to him, it's like... I don't know. I don't know why people watch Mayweather fights. He's awesome at what he does. But as far as watching and being, like, entertained, it's boring well, as shit. It's because Unless you're, like, a true boxing, like, you know what's going on. Well, because of all the background, like, documentary this, and little ESPN thing here, little Fox Sports bio thing here, and then, and then you get... Then someone will always throw in the... He beat his wife. Here's the transcript of his son talking to the cops about his him beating his wife, and we're like, "Yes, okay." Yeah. So it's all. We, so everyone knows all this stuff about it, and not to mention on top of that, people always with the boxing's not dead, you know, advocating like fights, like, "See, this is proof," and all this kind of stuff, and uh, it it and he's just been the only real face aside from Pacquiao for boxing for the last yeah. 10 years. And, and they didn't fight in their primes when they should have. That could have been a better fight. But but also, yeah, I'm no boxing yeah. expert, but... I'm not, yeah, by no means. Mayweather is a counterpuncher. And, uh, you know, there's never been anybody better than him when it comes to not getting hit. That's his thing. So people just didn't... I don't know. People are disappointing me a lot. I didn't spend a hundred, <laughs> and if you did, I don't care. That's cool. I mean, is that what it was? A hundred bucks? Yeah. Which I was surprised it wasn't more than that. But um, look, that's a sporting, you know, history event thing that'll, you know, crossing boxing and MMA. Yeah. I mean, really, just it's just boxing. But what was the deal with the gloves? Are eight ounce? How big are gloves supposed to be? I think ten ounce. They went down two ounces. I I believe something like and that. And that was something Mayweather wanted to do, right? Why would he want to do that? Wouldn't that be more of an advantage for McGregor? Yeah, yeah. but I think for that reason, too, okay. to be like, and look, I'll be two ounces on the gloves, you know, whereas I think UFC gloves are two ounces total. I mean, they're just, they barely cover the knuckles. Yeah. Um, which, if they were fighting with those, you know, it's probably a whole different. Yeah, I had a friend trying to, he was like, dude, you should do that stuff. And I was like, man, I don't like getting hit in the face. Fuck that shit. No, I don't see, uh, not worth it. I don't see the reward, you know. Not unless you're one of the best. Not even for like know. five grand. Someone's like, hey, get in there. Two rounds, five grand. to be like, nah, I'm good. I just, yeah, I don't need. Five grand's not a lot of money. That doesn't, you know, that's. Yeah. But for shit. For a hundred grand, I'd fight Floyd Mayweather. I'd let him beat the hell out of me for four <laughs> rounds. Just embarrass you me. Think you think you would make a couple rounds. Wow. I think you'd make it further with the, with one of these world champion wrestlers than you would with Floyd Mayweather. And a, yeah. um, actually, no, I would not. Um, no, I wouldn't. The, the, these guys, these guys are just. It's Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you see how fast his hands move. I mean, well, I mean, as far as lasting longer, I, I think eight know. seconds. I mean, you're going like rodeo <laughs> right here. Like I'll be playing Amarillo by morning, and then right when the song starts, the and then bam, you'll be down. Well, why can't I just run from that motherfucker? You could. I mean, whatever tactic you want to use. Know. My point is, I can take a beating, and I would for a certain <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it is getting hotter than shit in here. We're going to have to wrap this bitch up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, is there anything... I, I hope I hope that what I was saying about the whole Charlottesville thing and, like, shining a light on the problems in the... Uh, in, 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 like, you know the problems in this country that we could actually fix with the right media attention. Um, you know, that's kind of what I was trying to get across there. Uh, I just wish that, I don't know. 
Well, it, we're well, just going the wrong direction, aren't we? You know, God damn. I mean, especially when there's when it, violence is happening. I'm just saying, um, you can protest so much of this stuff. You know, obviously online and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and things like that. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you could yeah put all that stuff up, but mix it up, put it in some more funny videos, you know, some pictures of your weekend camping. Uh, don't just have it be political, political, political. Or maybe research the shit before you share it. You know, the stuff that's just gonna that's just starting shit. You know, yeah. when you're just starting shit. Hopefully that goes without saying. But yeah. Yes, absolutely. take a second. Be absolutely. Like, am I saying this because uh, I think it needs to be said, or am I just starting some shit? You know, and. Seeing people argue and all that stuff, I'm like, man, this is sad. It's sad that. <laughs> or would you have that conversation in public with someone, like this, that exact conversation with the same person on Facebook? Because yeah. I think a lot of times you probably wouldn't. So maybe uh, talk online as you would face to face, more realistically. You yeah. know, instead of being just so yelly, you know, you know, this way and that. Just, I don't know. So, or just don't take people's bait. Some people are on there strictly to just, start shit. Yeah. Professional shit starters, which that's what I kind of feel like that's just, the media's job anymore. It's I, just to, sorry, go ahead. I just get on Facebook less and less though. It yeah. just, I try well, just to focus on like my comedy fan page and that's about it. Really. Yeah. Well, if I unfollow any more people, I'm going to have like four people on <laughs> my feed anyway. So, uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, just love each other. Try to be nice to each other. That goes a long uh, way. It does. Little shit goes a long way, you know. So, um, but yeah, check out TimGatherComedy.com. Uh, I've got some more dates coming up. I need to put those on my website. And just book some more stuff. So uh, September sixth uh, through the ninth, the uh, Funny Bone in Des Moines. Uh, no, I switched that. I did oh, that okay. in June. What about that Funny Bone in Toledo? First week October. I switched that also. So right now in October, I'm just doing the just the reggae fest. Reggae fest nice. right now. That's gonna and be sweet. Seems like I got something else at the end of the month that I haven't put up yet. But I'll look at it when I get home. Yeah, chances are next episode that information will be yeah readily available. So so like, subscribe, all that stuff. Go to iTunes, leave us a positive comment, and uh, it's good to be back face to face here, sitting down, comfortable. Yeah. Get some microphones up. Yeah. It was fun. It's good seeing you again, and uh, we'll be back, everybody. Episode twenty-seven next week. Um, I want to see who the guest I think is going to be, but uh, uh, I think I'm going to have a pretty good one. And uh, so, yeah, tune in next week. And thanks for listening. And God bless all of you. Got anything else, John? No. This is TimGatherComedy.com. Go to JohnJonIsHere.com for all my dates. That's going to be actually in Springfield, the Blue Room District Theater in Gilroy, California, October twenty-first. That's a Saturday, but. Go to johnjwinnisyear.com. Check that out. But thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.
Splash plus empty equals full it, full it, full it. Bang plus water equals full it, full it, full it. Chalice plus big and jammy, I pull it, pull it, pull it. Bang plus fire, me, I pull it, pull it, pull it. Okay, they must see me, I love vomit, vomit, vomit. Show me, I like this star and I'll lick, come it, come it, come it. Me, I like the jet moon, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna.
bippity 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 b